It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Billy Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Ridiculous Crime is a production of iHeartRadio. Heck yeah, Zarin, I'm ready. Let's do this. Hello. Hi. Uh, my name's Elizabeth. This is Ridiculous Crime. Hi. Nice Hi. to meet you. My name is Elizabeth Dutton. Excellent. Me too. You know what's ridiculous? I do, Elizabeth Dutton. If you have a second, yes. it's pronounced anatia de phobia. Anatia de phobia. Yes, that is, quote, the fear of being watched by a duck. <laughs> the, the term comes to us from the Greeks, uh, anati de, which means swan, ducks, or geese, waterfowl, essentially. Uh-huh. And phobos, which you know means fear, right? Yeah. So you put those together, you get a fear of ducks, geese, or swans, but in particular, that they would be watching you. Oh, my God. But turns out, I did the research, because this one pops around on the internet, and it's not real. Not a real phobia. Oh. This dates back to a 1988 Far Side comic, <laughs> and it's spread online, and now a lot of people think it's a real phobia, and they have self-diagnosed themselves oh, with anatidea phobia. So now that they have done that, the phobia has become real, because ultimately all phobias are irrational. So this is yet another irrational phobia. It just started as fiction. So... <laughs> the people who are into this want to know there is orinthophobia or or on or like ornithobia ornitho ornithophobia sorry that's okay. like ornithology ornithophobia sure. the study of birds is ornithology the fear of birds is ornithophobia oh yeah I got a friend who's afraid of birds okay boom they have ornitho- ornithophobia uh-huh. and uh, if someone like that. If they are specifically afraid of ducks, then they would be what we were discussing an anatidiophobia. Uh, but everybody else is just afraid of a duck watching them. They're just, you know, uh, they want to be special. Yeah, a little, little, little touched on that. <laughs> That's ridiculous, right? I thought you'd like that one. Do you want to know what else is ridiculous? Oh, girl, I'm here for it. Buckled oh, up and ready. A man who's a bat. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous Crime, a podcast about absurd and outrageous capers, heists, and cons. It's always 99% murder-free and 100% ridiculous. Zarin. Elizabeth. I have a Batman problem. What do you do? Have you tried a vigilante? <laughs> well, 
I don't, but my nephew does. Oh, how so? Well, he's over at my place every Saturday. Is your nephew a criminal? He, it, hold on. Okay. Tell me this. He is, right. He's not a criminal. He's a good boy. But he comes over every Saturday, mm-hmm. and it's the highlight of my week, to oh, be honest. Uh-huh. No offense, Zarin and Dave. Um, None taken. My nephew is obsessed with Batman. Oh, word. He's 56 years old. <laughs> no, he's a little kid. Everything has to be Batman. Isn't that funny? Like, yeah, it is good. Anyway, um, everything has to be Batman. His clothes, uh-huh. including socks and underwear. <laughs> nice. His toys. Okay. He loves monster trucks, uh-huh. especially the Batman one that he has over at is my place. Is the Batman place. monster truck? Yeah. And yes. when we race the toys, Batman uh-huh. always has to win. Of course. Of course. Like, what about Calavera or El Toro Loco? El Toro Loco! Or Gravedigger and his progeny, Son of a Gravedigger by Jingo? Oh, what my happens? goodness. They can't ever win. There's a whole world of this. What of them? I like that Batman has entered the monster truck world. He's, yeah, there's a Batman monster truck. If it's they like win Bigfoot, a race. Batman. Exactly. If they win, Batman invalidates their victory. <laughs> And so on Saturdays, I live in a Batman dictatorship. Uh, the only TV I allow him to watch at my uh-huh. place is an animated show called Stillwater on Apple TV. What is this? It's like, it's really calm. And there's a giant panda for some reason who also for some reason reminds me of William Peterson in the last season of CSI. Okay. Or, or so I, I've been told. I haven't watched it, but go on. It's I think it's the sun hat. Anyway. The sun um, hat. A panda and a sun hat. Yeah. So Batman. Let's okay. get back to Batman. Uh-huh. All right. For those... Lucky seven people who've never heard of Batman. Uh-huh. Here's a primer. He's a superhero from a DC comic book. Yeah. He's uh, the 27th issue of Detective Comics, released in 1939, to be exact. Uh, Batman, Batman, mm-hmm. uh, is the alias of Bruce Wayne. Ah. Uh. That's another thing you can make my nephew really mad by calling him Batman. Uh-huh. He doesn't care for that. Oh, like like, like Bruce Batman? <laughs> yeah, Bruce Batman, DDS. Um, Bruce Wayne is an uber-rich dude, mm-hmm. and he lives in Gotham City, which is a proto-nightmare New York. Yes. Am I getting all this right? You know more than <laughs> yes, I. Yes, no, it's just spot on. Uh, Bruce Wayne saw his parents killed when he was a kid and vowed revenge. Yes. That's not part of this story. Yep. Uh, but I'm saying it. He's a <laughs> dapper playboy by day. Yes, for the most part. And likes to do, like, does a little shoulder wiggle dance during the day. And he's a street vigilante by night. Yes. And he yeah. was best played by Michael Keaton. Oh, okay. Oh, oh. Where did that come from? <laughs> he's, so he cruises around in his Batmobile and, in the dark hours looking for crime to prevent or interrupt. Mm-hmm. He has a special friend named Robin. Yes, a special friend. And then there's Batgirl in there somewhere. His other special friend. Yeah, he has... He has a butler named Alfred. Okay. And then there's Commissioner Gordon of Mm -hmm. the Gotham PD. And then Catwoman sometimes comes into the mix somehow. Yeah, girlfriend, kind of. Yeah, I don't know. Just catting around. Batman and Catwoman. Yeah, sure. Sworn enemies. Uh, His sworn enemies, though, Mm -hmm. are actually the Penguin or Penguin. I don't think they have an article in front. Penguin. Just Penguin. Riddler. Well, you can say say the Penguin if you want. Two Face. Yeah. He has Harvey Dent. The man has two faces. Mm -hmm. And then the final boss. Joker. Yes. Arkham's so, finest. Um, did you, you got into Batman as a kid? You were, I liked you all went the comic down books. I liked the comic books. I started with comic books and then like the movies obviously are a, a different uh, rendition. I really enjoyed all of the movies. I liked the Batman movies uh, up there with a lot of the Marvel movies. I hmm. mean, you know, uh, so yes, I would say I'm a big fan of Batman as a character, okay. more so than Superman. Well, I'm so saturated with Batman, Batman I bet you are. Batman like content. A- I don't know up from down. You're living with a Batman factory team rider. Yes, exactly. So I've decided to share with you some ridiculous Batman crimes. Oh, nice. Batman. 
Um, not crimes fought by the caped crusader himself. Oh, these are okay. about Batman. I thought you were going to tell me like comic book plots. That no, was cool. I just and then in episode twelve, <laughs> yeah, turn the page. <laughs> so people do weird things for Batman. Yeah, okay. Like take for example the human who broke out the front window of a comic book store in Everett, Washington. Oh. This person, well, persons, I should mm-hmm. say, there were two of them. They did not steal priceless vintage Batman co- comics. Huh. No. October of 2020, these people smashed the window to retrieve something on display there. In the window. In the window. Okay. A four-foot-tall Funko Batman. <laughs> now, I don't know why Funko toys are so hilarious to I me. I think it's the word Funko for me. Right. Well, I know of Funko toys in two ways. What the Funko go on on? The first... Is from the large display section by the registers at the Walmart, the next town over from me when I lived in the rural south. Uh-huh. The toys are maybe like four and a half um, inches tall, mm-hmm. and they're made of vinyl. Yeah, they have a big head. Yeah, they run about twelve to fifteen dollars on the Funko website. Mm-hmm. You, like you said, they have that big hay, head, big hay. Yeah, big, big hay. Head. hay. <laughs> it's almost anime looking, and then yeah. they got a tiny little body, little tiny body, exactly, little T Rex arms. At Walmart, I'd see the shelves with the toys as I waited to be the only customer in the store to ever buy Arborio rice. Um, and the toys, they're so outlandish. Like, I kind of feel like I have a memory of seeing Vanilla Ice in there, but it was like 2014. The, the, in the Walmart? Just, no, he was shopping no, for like Funko, a, a too? Funk, a Funko, He's like, do you have the new Funkos? A Funko Nilla. I, I figured. Yeah, but he also probably worked there. So I knew they existed, Funkos, but I didn't know they were a collector's item. Oh, yeah. Like, I thought they were for oh, kids. big, big time. Like, kids who like to play with doll versions of Jax from Son of An- Sons of Anarchy. That's what I <laughs> That's thought. That's what you pictured? I like yeah. your world. But then I learned they were to be gathered like precious gems. Yeah, kind of. Um, I read an amazing Reddit post there. Oh, lay it on me. I know you love the Reddit. Yeah. There was a woman whose husband didn't work and was using all their money to buy Funko dolls <laughs> that he kept in a spare room of the house. Oh, God. Like, completely filled. She's working to basically to, subsidize his Funko Yeah, habit. and they were, like, barely making it every month. Like, and he was just racking them, racking them. But he's not out there, like, working the streets no. to get himself a little no, side no, no. action? He no, sits there. He missed a bunch of family events to wait online for the new releases to drop. Wait, for, like, online auctions? Yeah. He's, well, like, missing, like, his daughter's graduation or whatever? Or I looked... On the Funko website, you can get alerts when they're going to go on sale. Uh-huh. For instance, there's a Beth Dutton one. Oh, like you. Like me. Yeah. And it's not me, yeah. but it's my name. So we could buy of. you as a Funko pop. Yes. And it says, like, you can sign up for to be alerted when it's available. She's wearing, like, a pretty dope Pendleton jacket, I'm going to say. Um, but I don't I don't. You would get like her it. spirit. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't get it, the whole Funko thing, because mm-hmm. I'm not really one to collect things for display. No. Some people are. God bless. Hey. Love it for why them. Why not? So this comic book store in Everett, Washington, yes. they had a four and a half With the foot. irresistible Funko pop. They had a four and a half foot Funko statue of Batman in the mm-hmm. window. You Can you imagine the head on that baby? Oh, man. That's just If it's going to keep the scale right. Cranium. You can't just buy a four foot uh, Bunko Batman. No. Bunko? Funko. Funko. Bunko. Yeah. We'll just call it a Bunko. Yeah, it's Bunko. Like the, it's yeah. the, you know, <laughs> Like the Vice Squad, the Bunko Squad. <laughs> the Funko Batman. You have to earn it. Oh, like through a breaking glass? Well, according to the store uh, owner, Charlie Nodler, quote, only the store could order it, and you can only order one. And you have to sign a disclosure you wouldn't sell it. <laughs> what, the Funko police would yeah. come for you? What did it co- What was it worth? More than $8,000. Wow. Yeah, that's like they just smashed a bunch of Batman Funkos together <laughs> and molded it. Um, this is So this is some insider stuff. Yeah. A mere citizen wouldn't have it. Mm-mm. Can I also say that Charlie Nodler doesn't look like comic book guy from The Simpsons? No, that's a disappointment. He's just a normal older fellow. 
but he's wearing an Alice Cooper t-shirt. Okay, yeah. way, way to save it. An Alice Cooper fan without a four and a half foot Funko to wrap his arms around at night. <sighs> Sad. Can we start a Kickstarter Just wrap for his arms and legs. Um, apparently, <laughs> yes. the thieves broke the window and grabbed um, the Funko sometime after 3 a.m. That's the, that's the witching hour. That that's the time the to do it. That's Batman the Funko would do it then. hour. The, the broken window was reported by a citizen walking her dog at 6.30 in the morning. Okay. The Funko Batman was the only thing that they stole. <laughs> Nothing else. And nobody else came along and was like, oh, I'll pop in. Oh, yeah. But in a store that is literally full of collectibles, yeah. they only took the statue. Well, they're devoted. They're committed and they are specific. And then they skeet, skeet, sped off into the night in a red Mazda. Ooh, the Ratmobile. The Ratmobile. The caper made it to Crime Stoppers. It was on Washington's Most Wanted, which I would love to watch sometime. Is that that's a TV show? Apparently. Ah. The police got tons of leads. Mm-hmm. Social media, all a dither. Um, quote, people saying they found it, that somebody was selling it online, Charlie Nodler said. We'd check it out and go, no, that's not it. That's not four and a half feet tall. That's one feet tall. <laughs> Customers would send us pictures of what people were posting, some from out of state. I've seen it. It's down here in California. No, so sir. Just That's your nephew in a Batman costume. <laughs> He's funky. But then there was a break in the case. Ooh, nice. Everett detectives went to Linwood uh-huh. in February 2021. They got uh-huh. a call from someone who bought Funko Batman. Oh. And they wanted to turn it over and wash their hands of the whole incident. Really? Yeah. They wanted nothing to do with it. Batman was not in good shape. Ooh. Uh, he had a broken nose. He'd gone through it? Yeah. He was covered in scratches. Uh-huh. Um, you know, defensive wounds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was also missing his signature blue Funko base. You talked about how he's got this huge head, yeah. this tiny body. You got to stick that, that onto huge, something. huge, yeah. Uh, he needed that support platform mm-hmm. to hold him because the tiny little legs. Just, <laughs> just not going to because it's tiny. Just the tiniest thing. It's like when I see Tom Cruise running in a movie and I yell, run, run, <laughs> run your little legs. That's what it is with a Funko. People always clap. It's it's funny. They yeah, love that when they you do, do it in they theaters. Do it. I, just, I just walk in in a running scene mm. and then I leave. Yeah, and you're like, I'm not paying for this. So Charlie Nodler, yes. the owner, he said, quote, we had to go in and identify him. <laughs> I like to imagine that he had to like look through a window into an office where Batman lay under a sheet on yeah, someone's paper strewn dra- desk. Officer pulls back oh, yeah. the white sheet. It's all somber, lifts it from his face, and Charlie Nodler turns his head away and bites his knuckle. I can't wait. I can't bear to see him like this. You look first. And so at last reporting, there were persons of interest, but no charges had been filed. Oh, they didn't solve this. No. Here's the thing, though. <laughs> Everett Comics can't just fix them up and put them back in the window. And most likely, they know who they each other. Like they, they, they probably came in the store. Like, they're Pro- customers. Oh, yeah, like, he probably knows who But it's in the window. What if you're just walking down the street and you're like, Pfft. Yeah elbow into the window, <laughs> grab it, and he zoinks out in the red Mazda. So, no, they, they can't put him back in the window because um, it was already paid out on from the insurance company. Oh, so wait. The insurance they... company owns Funko Batman now. So are they going to destroy it? Well, no. Is the insurance company going to destroy Batman? Well, listen, so property crimes police detective Adam Gage said, quote, we're still trying to figure out what to do with him. So the insurance company does have the option of destroying it. The last I could find... It's sitting in the window of the Westmore Avenue precinct in Everett, Washington, looking out upon the city and its vulnerable citizenry. (laughs) Like, it's just looking, watching, waiting. Um, And speaking of Walmart, like Uh I was a little bit ago, there was a guy in Florida, of course, uh, who got arrested for stealing from Walmart. 
That was earlier this year. Uh, he made out with $288.86 in merchandise. Hmm. $288.86. Yeah. I don't know what the product breakdown was. I'm going to imagine it was just an armful of Funkos. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Maybe some SD cards and a couple boxes of Biore strips. Those <laughs> Probably. Are his anyway, this is like the most likely things. Yeah, no. Hello, you're... Occam's Razor. <laughs> anyway, he walked right out of the store with all the goods and got in his red Mustang. No relation to the red Mazda. Hmm. Red M. Yeah. It's all coming together. It's right there. And he hauled rear out of the parking lot. The cops stopped him. They were able to stop him. They pulled him over and they asked for his ID and he provided it. 18-year-old Jonah Goodfellow. He said, you know what, guys? My name's Jonah Goodfellow and I'm a tax preparer. <laughs> They're like, thank you. We didn't ask that. And he's like, you know something else I'd like to tell you? I stole all this stuff. <laughs> 288 bucks worth, give or take. Um, what was he doing? He also, he was wearing a Batman mask the whole time. The whole time. The whole time. So just like my nephew, when he wears his Batman pajamas <laughs> all day and says he's actually Batman, uh, it looks like the cops just arrested him. Ah. Yeah. So this Mr. Goodfellow, um, I'm assuming a descendant of people from the Pilgrim, the Pilgrim <laughs> yes. so he came over on the Mayflower. So this original American, Mr. Uh -huh. Goodfellow, did the uh, police, did they give him any like, oh, sir, you were doing the right thing, trying to... Probably to yeah, coax him into the patrol car. Like, like, chuck him on the shoulder Hey, listen, bit. come down and then show me a couple things. We want to talk about me, crime fighting and detective stuff. <laughs> Here, well, just then, take a seat here in the car, well, sir. I got, I got another good one for you. You got another one? Nice. Uh, there was um, a guy who blamed Batman for his crime. Oh, was this me? Yes. Uh, it was you back in 2011. <laughs> okay. They were filming The Dark Knight Rises in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Oh, yes. I remember Pittsburgh, this. Pittsburgh, uh -huh. PA. The you football know, scenes. Christian Bale, Tom Hardy, just yucking it up Yeah, together. we had to get all the Steelers scenes. Lots too. of hugging. Totally. Um, tight squeezes. <laughs> nearby, a man was sitting in his car, just sitting there. Batman squeezed me longer. Suddenly... A guy opened up the passenger's uh, door of this car. What was he sitting there doing with it unlocked? I don't want a victim blame, but hello. Mm -hmm. Yes. If you're sitting in your car, look, keep the doors locked. <laughs> okay. Every lady knows this. Um, <laughs> okay. okay, so the next thing that happened, though, was the uh -huh. guy getting into the passenger seat pulled out a gun and ordered the driver out of the car. Hmm. Zarin, we had us an honest-to-goodness carjacking. In a parking lot. No, just on the street. Oh, on the street. Okay, so I got a stoplight. No, it just pulled over. He was parked. The guy was oh, parked. he's just sitting in a parking space. Mm -hmm. Guy gets in next to him in a shotgun, has mm -hmm. a gun, and goes, get out? Yep, exactly. Okay. So the driver looks at the perp, and then he pulls his own weapon. <laughs> and his badge. Uh, yes. So there had been a report of an assault in the shady side area of Pittsburgh, mm -hmm. apt. Uh, a plainclothes <laughs> cop in an unmarked car was cruising around looking for the suspect. Okay. He parked his car, and he was waiting. Then the chump tried to carjack him. The suspect him. found him. Right. What does this have to do with Batman? Um, I mean, you know I go off on tangents. Yeah, but... it's all right. But I figured Batman was going to come in and help the officer. Right. So the, the guy, the carjacker goes, whoa, 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 buddy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This isn't what you think, detective. See, I'm in this movie we're filming. Maybe you've heard of it. It's a Batman movie. I play a bad guy. A bad guy who tries to carjack a dude dozens of blocks from the set <laughs> for realism. So they arrested him and charged him with robbery of a motor vehicle. I am a method actor, sir. We never got to see that scene in the movie. No. No. Um, they cut it because he never showed up with the car. <laughs> it's anyway. a Lawrence Olivier line, which is like we told Dustin Hoffman in like, uh, the, the scene where he has to like, it doesn't matter. Basically, he gives them acting advice and he's like, my dear boy, have you ever considered acting? <laughs> <laughs> That's what the detective should have said. This is too much fun, Zarin. Yeah, I'm saying. Fun, it. right? Batman. I love so the Batman. So fun, right? Uh, we should take a break. All right. When we come back, I'll have more bat capers for you. Hey, 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com iHeart and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com iHeart. Identity theft protection starts here. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandra. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Hello, Buttercup. <laughs> you caught me on that one. I'll give you that entirely. When we left off, yes. I was yammering on about Batman. Oh, I thought of the movie, The Marathon Man. Oh, with there Dustin Hoffman? With Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, okay, good anyway, one. Go on. Uh, there have been a lot of Batman movies. Yes, tons. Uh, not counting spinoffs or appearances in other DC movies, movies where it's just Batman, all about the bat. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like there are 12 live action movies. Hmm, that many. Two animated. Yeah. There are nine movies that he's in with other superheroes. Yes. The Justice League type films. Yeah. And then Batman Disney versus fight Superman. Like, so, yeah. And then TV shows. Yes. Great day in the morning. There are too many to count. Yeah. A lot of animated ones. Mm-hmm. Same goes for books. Oh, I didn't even think about Batman's that. Batman's everywhere. Do, are we including coloring books? Color, <laughs> coloring <laughs> books, monster trucks, <laughs> Hot Wheels. Uh, I feel like every comic book hero or superhero writer would mm-hmm. love to be able to pen a Batman script. Yeah, I think well, so. There's so much there's so much to Batman. He's mysterious. He has a wonderfully dark origin uh-huh. story. Uh he's a rich guy with seemingly endless gadgets mm-hmm. and toys. Mm-hmm. He lives in a mansion over a tricked out cave. He doesn't have any family to complicate stuff. So no. He can kind of do whatever he wants. Right. There's a lot to play with here. Yeah, he's also haunted by their absence. Yes. One of the creative minds who wanted to play in that Batman sandbox, look mm-hmm. out for Catwoman, mm-hmm. was a guy <laughs> named Chris Wozniak. Chris Wozniak. He's a comic book artist and creator who's done work for both DC and Marvel. Uh He is deep into comics. And he had an idea about a Batman storyline. Oh, okay. I'm over here like, Steve Wozniak's boy? Uh, Go on. No relation that I know of. Uh The more he thought about it, maybe there is. Who knows? Who cares? The more (laughs) he thought about it, the more he realized that his idea was just genius. Okay. So he sat down. 
wrote down the story. Not a comic book, a whole graphic novel. Oh, wow. This was a story. Yeah. Story. Multiple syllables. Uh, (laughs) It was an ambitious project. Yes. And he was more than up to it. He came up with this idea about Riddler figuring out that Batman and Bruce Wayne are one and the same. Oh, finally somebody. Someone, thank God. And basically, um, that meant that he knew why Batman does what he does. Hmm. So he finds out the whole backstory. And that Riddler would unleash a plague, something biblical on Gotham, as punishment for not loving his criming ways. (laughs) And then he also had a bomb sent to kill Batman, but it was intercepted by someone else who gets injured instead. In the manuscript for the graphic novels, Barbara Gordon, daughter of Commissioner yes. Gordon, who also happens to be Batgirl. Girl. So he called the creation the ultimate riddle. Oh, that was not his bad. manuscript title. So in 1990, Wozniak pitched his manuscript to DC Comics. Mm-hmm. No response. But he knew the story was just too good to ignore, so he sent it again. Yeah, it's like a follow-up to the killing joke with the Joker. You can see the potential. It's right there. And again, he sent it again mm-hmm. and again Mm-mm. and again. I'm sensing a problem. Oh, and again. Uh-oh. He thought about it a little, and he figured maybe publishing wasn't the way to go. If I had a hammer. <laughs> go on. Maybe they weren't focusing on graphic novels Yeah, that's now. probably it. Maybe he should adapt it to a screenplay. Ah, good call. And that's what he did. Okay. And he called it The Blind Man's Hat. Not as good of a title. No, he's stepping over into the next line. Yeah, that is really yeah. not good. And then he sent it to Michael Uslan. I think that's how I'm... U-S-L-A-N. Hmm. Oh, Uslan. Uslan? Yeah, Michael huh? Uslan. He's a producer of Batman movies. Yes. Did you know that he's the first instructor to teach an accredited course in comic book folklore at a university? I'm just going to go ahead and say, no, I did not. <laughs> the Indiana University. Three units. The Comic Book in America, it was that's called. That's cool. Um, Uslan called a local newspaper reporter, anonymously, of course, to complain about the course when it first got listed. <laughs> Smart. How in the world could they be teaching something like this at a university? That's Where great. are all my dead pale male writers by gum? <laughs> uh, so, of course, news cameras arrived. He became a sensation. Students lined up to register for the course. Comic book luminaries accepted invitations to speak to the class. And then Uslan got a phone call. From Stan Lee. Oh, I thought it would be Bob Kane, but yeah, Stan Lee, Lee. equally good. And that led to a job at DC Comics. Okay. So he started writing comics, got deep into the Batman franchise, and from there he moved to the production side of films. Mm -hmm. Um, In fact, he holds the film rights to Batman along with the estate of Benjamin uh, Melmicker. Hmm. Melmicker? Sure. The creator of Batman. Uh, yeah, but I don't know how to pronounce I would think of Bob Kane as the creator of Batman. Yeah. So Melmaker is not a name that I've committed to yeah. memory. Well, he had the he had the rights. Mm-hmm. And so um, Uslan's been an executive producer on all the Batman movies. Hmm. If you want to get a Batman movie made, this is your guy. So he's the Barbara Broccoli of Batman. Yes. He is the Batman man. Yes. <laughs> uh, so Wozniak sent a script to Uslan. Uslan had given him his card once. Okay. So why not take a shot? Check this out. Primo Bat content. Yeah, go right to the source. He never heard back. Oh, this was shame. in 2008. So we all have that story. So he kidnapped him. <laughs> no. You know how, like, we, you and I, we have stories, any other writer, mm-hmm. stories or novels or a, a collection banging around in a drawer that we're positive has legs and will find a home one day. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. That, yeah. This was Waz's. I may this have two his. of those drawers. I may have a couple drawers. <laughs> um, then 2022, yes. the movie The Batman came out. Ah. I didn't see it. Surprise. Yeah. yeah, I know you didn't. Did but you that's, see it? Yeah, the Robert uh, it's got the, Pattinson. the Twilight fella. It was good. I, I was, I mean... Out of all the Batman movies recently made, it was one of the better. Well, I thought it was really good. It's got Zoe Kravitz in it. Yeah. Paul Dano. I'm a big fan. Who maybe, He's always weird to me. He maybe always looks like a sex offender. 
Yeah, not yeah, I'll like a backwoods guess. sex offender. Like, uh, no the, offense. In that there will be blood. Allegedly, there's two people he's played by him, and I never understand. Like, it just threw me. I've yeah. never liked that movie because yeah. I'm like, wait, which one is he? And yeah. I was like, so dumb in that film, apparently. So, the, but yeah, he was in the Batman. I get thrown by Paul Dano. Is what get, I'm saying. Yeah, everyone does. Uh, hopefully, not violently. I didn't see the movie. No, I didn't. Wozniak think so. saw the Batman. You would like it, actually. It made his blood boil. Colin Farrell's portrayal of oh, the is penguin. He in that? I yeah. like him. See, I said the penguin, so we're going with okay. the article in front. Did 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 it make your blood boil? Because it made Wozniak's blood boil. I could see that. Did it get y'all heated up? I, I didn't get all like, like heated up, but uh, I did see. You get a little that, damp. I was like, well, this is not the Batman of my youth. No, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I enjoyed their interpretation. Well, Wozniak was mad, not because it looked like. Riddler was pay- played by someone cast from the Megan's Law website. Uh-huh. Um, it's because the story in the film is basically the story he wrote. It's very similar. According to him. It's very, there's elements. Yeah, well, in, this, in his script, Riddler firebombs Barbara Gordon, like I said earlier, mm-hmm. and try to keep up. Mm-hmm. In I'm the I'm movie, it's the same setup, but it's Alfred who gets it. Yeah. Uh-huh. I am spoiling this movie I've never seen. The plot structure is pretty similar, although I'm not the one to ask. But because they all they all seem like the same movie and story to me. <laughs> like Batman's good, except for Daredevil, bad. because Ben Aff- Ben Affleck was in it, and that's your favorite comic book movie. Well, sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, bad guys, bad. Yes, but uh-huh. like in a really theatrical yes, way. Uh-huh. Like, ha ha, does a lot of see my funny shoes skipping around. Uh, he wants to terrorize Gotham through like a convoluted yet terribly personally antagonizing to Batman way. Uh huh. Chaos ensues. Mm-hmm. Batman emerges victorious. People get for hurt. For now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's no stopping crime, especially when it's darkly whimsical. So, hello. I've seen all the movies. So You're good to go. I may not know the difference, but most do. So, here are the bullets for the script in the movie. Right. In the script, Batman is at the end of his career. In the movie, he's at the beginning. Yes. Uh, it makes sense because they wanted a younger star, but he's still like a turning point. Sure. In the script, there's a criminal banking conglomerate at play. In the movie, it's an organized crime syndicate. <laughs> okay. Probably because organized crime is easier for audiences to understand. And more compelling, but yes. Yeah. In the script, a bank is corrupt. In the movie, it's a charity. Mm-hmm. In the script, Riddler finds a surrogate family in a commune. In the movie, it's an orphanage. Watch them kids. In the script, Paul Dano, in the script, it's Armageddon for the world, baby. Uh-huh. In the movie, it's Judgment Day for Gotham. It's cheaper VFX. Sure. In the script, Riddler threatens to release that biblical plague uh-huh. upon the planet. In the movie, it's a biblical flood. Yeah. Because plague is too soon. <laughs> um, it seems like a lot of strong parallels, but what do I know? I'm just a simple country lawyer, Aaron. The fact that <laughs> you are, too, but you have such a good closing argument. I do. I do. You know who got themselves a non-simple city lawyer? Hmm. Wozniak. Yeah, good he on filed him. suit. Okay. So, I mean, the Batman Good movie, luck suing Hollywood on that. Well, it made hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. Get your cut, bad guy. I'm with them on that, but they have all these rules about the embodiment oh, yeah. of an idea. And just oh, because yeah. you have stuff, it ain't going to play. He sued Warner Brothers. Yeah. Um, Wozniak alleged that Uslan took the script, handed it off to um, the director, Reeves. What's his first name? Oh. Not Keanu. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher Nolan? Matt Reeves. Oh, Matt Reeves. Yeah. Oh, yes, the director of the Batman, right? Right. And then Reeves, like, rewrote parts of it but kept the bones. And the lawsuit is still making its way through the courts. He filed it in October. Wait, he got his script to the director's hands? Uh-huh. If he got it into the director's hands, that he does have through a... Through Uslan as, like, a, a middleman. But does he have confirmation that the director held his script so. in his hot little hands? I don't. Because if he can knows? prove that the director put laid his eyes on this script, he may have a contention. This is what his attorney, R. Terry Parker, had to say about it. That's why they're so protective. I won't see your script. Don't give me your script. Because they right. can't see it. They if they've can't seen see it, it then, then they can make arguments. Yeah, quote... 
There are so many original expressions from my client's story found in the defendant's movie that we believe this is clear case of copyright infringement. The similarities are just too uncanny to be accidental. Well, you know who the world's greatest detective is? Batman. He yeah, could solve this. Let's call him. So, boom. Get my nephew on the phone. The website <laughs> Agents of Fandom. They have a pretty good write-up about the whole thing. And while they seem to agree with Wozniak, they sort of skewer him about the way he's going about this whole mess. Of course. Yeah. He has a Patreon. Okay. He has a Kickstarter. Okay. A change.org petition. Right. An Indiegogo page. Uh-huh. Here's what it says there. Does he have a billboard in Texas? <laughs> I think so. Quote, there's no disputing my plot predates their screenplay, that the people who made this film were in possession of my plot, and that the Riddler's storyline in the film was directly derived from my plot. Now, before executive producer Michael Uslan and Warner Brothers Pictures used my plot in the film, they were supposed to negotiate a contract first to make sure I was fairly compensated. I was not credited anywhere. I was not, I'm doing the emphasis because it's all caps, paid anything. And in case you're wondering, that's not supposed to happen. So here I am. I was wondering. Asking (laughs) Batman fans around the world to stop Hollywood from steamrolling yet another comic creator. I got absolutely nothing. That is not justice. It would be nice if some of the more famous faces would shine a little light on this situation because it would go a long way towards making this right. The nerd vibes coming off him is like when a de- you look at a desert highway oh, and you can see hot. where the road is like, yeah, just radiating. Exactly. Yeah, I feel it. Like, he takes donations on the Indiegogo page to pay for his legal bills. Of course. And he sells weird t-shirts and stuff there. I like it. So that's where that stands as of now. I wish him luck with this bitterness and anger because same, same. I don't think anything's going to happen. God bless. God bless. Let's pause for the cause. And All when right. we come back... I'll tell you what I think is my favorite of these Batman stories. Oh, nice. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Hey guys, it's Steve Cavino from Cavino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck... You buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold this value long into the future. 
So visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Holy commercials, Batman. Elizabeth, I got a question for you. What's your third favorite Batman-related crime you've learned about? Uh, I think the... um my third favorite, mm-hmm. probably the... Um, Your nephew asked me to ask you this. Oh, he did? Yeah. Walmart guy, I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like it. Uh, those were good commercials today, by the way. Juicy. They were robust. Full of flavor. Okay, Batman. I am the Batman. Mm. I'm the Batman now. We've talked a lot about Batman, but what of the Batmobile? Oh, my favorite of the mobiles. What kid, or grown-up for that matter, wouldn't want to cruise around in the Batmobile? Well, which one are we talking about? Well, I, let's say the, the TV show, the 60s TV show. Oh, one. the classic. Yeah. Okay, or like maybe, or any of them, quite frankly. I would like the this monster truck I've been hearing about. Okay. I want the Batmobile monster truck I don't now. think I'd want to drive a Batmobile around because I feel like it has terrible handling. Yeah, I'm guessing that, yeah. Like, you know how like supercars, those wildly expensive race cars, mm-hmm. they only, they look really great, but they're only fit to drive on a track? For the most part, yeah. The Batmobile would be no match for Oakland potholes. They ride so low. <laughs> You're sitting with a blown out tire on the side of the road with your Batmobile just all pissed off. People you know, are driving by. What's I, wrong with your Batmobile? <laughs> they That's how the, the Joker window. got away. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's simply also not enough cargo room for me to take it to Costco. Oh, yeah. Of course. You know, the maximum payload for that would be like, for frozen dumplings and Pellegrino would mm-hmm. be like one bag and half a case. You could probably get a, a bad SUV. Oh, you maybe could. Maybe a bat minivan yeah, or a bat that's cargo true. van. Well, until then, I'll pass. Thank you very much. Um, in 2017, there was a man, and the man was named Sam Anagnosto. Ah, I thought this man was going to be a man with a plan. He was a man with a plan. He was a realtor from Atherton, California. Oh. Atherton is a city in the Bay Area, south of San Francisco. Where He's the, got money. The medium, median home price is $10 million. Yeah, it's right where the, the average, like the median. It's right where the Golden State Warriors live. That's in today's money. Oh, yeah, Steph Curry lives there. Uh-huh. Um, it's one of the wealthiest areas in the country. It used to be old money by like California standards, yeah. of course. Yeah. Um, now there's a lot of tech dough and then Steph Curry. Uh, from the traitor Golden State Warriors. <laughs> if Sam was living in Atherton, he was doing pretty well. Yeah, I bet. So well he could afford his own Batmobile. Oh, mm-hmm. of course. So he placed an order for a Batmobile replica with Mark Rackup, owner of Fiberglass Freaks, located in Logansport, Indiana. Did he have like a website, like buy a Batmobile? Oh, yeah. You can 100% get in touch with this guy and buy a Batmobile. Wow. Yeah. Okay. What was that name again? Fiberglass Freaks. Uh-huh. It's the only car garage licensed by DC Comics to replicate the original Batmobile. Oh, like wow. Like the 60s TV That's show. Dope. Yeah. Sam paid $170,000 towards this replica Batmobile. The official Bat Shop. Yes. Uh, Sam was the first in line to receive a custom Batmobile replica. Oh, boy. But then he missed a $20,000 payment. Oh, no. And so he was moved to the bottom of the list. Oh, no, And now no. he had to wait one and a half to two years to get this Batmobile. Oh. Yeah, it's bad. So this is what the fiberglass freak That's kind of messed said. up. You miss one payment, you go to the bottom of the list. Yeah. You're like, up, start again. Well, I mean, I guess it's like they've got I'm a lot sure. of people. they got a lot of rich people. So the owner said, quote, he disappeared on me for over eight months, almost nine months. 
So he's trying to oh, get that's in a touch. Different, yeah. yeah. Sam resurfaced, learned about being bumped to the bottom of the list, and was not happy. This is what Rackhop, the owner, said. Quote, he didn't like that. He exploded. He did pay off the entire car at that point, but he was absolutely livid to find out that his car was going to be delayed. <laughs> I'm just imagining literally him by going to pieces, like exploding. Like just <laughs> shattering. <laughs> <laughs> he comes back together, of course. Yeah, but... like the Terminator. Yeah, but it's anyway. a comic book world. It makes sense. Uh, records show that Rackhop did receive a wire transfer from Sam for $40,000. Okay. But the idea is that he accepted the money knowing full well he wouldn't give Sam the car. So he has the money paid. He's like, now you got to just keep waiting, buddy. Hmm. He And the truth is he'd actually sold Sam's car to someone else, the next person <laughs> in line. Turns out. Turns, come to find out. In August 2021, a report was filed by Sam with the Atherton Police Department. It's a real hard-boiled crime crew over there. Sam claimed he was the victim of fraud for not having received his custom-ordered Batmobile priced in total at $210,000. Whoa. Isn't that crazy? It's pretty steep. Yeah. So the San Mateo County District Attorney's Office, that's where Atherton's located, San Mateo County, they wouldn't file the complaint. And then he also filed a civil lawsuit in San Mateo County Superior Court. And on top of that, he filed a criminal complaint with the police in Indiana, and they refused to press criminal charges. Hmm. Nobody tells Sam Adignastu no. <laughs> Although I have to say that if he paid for it, he should get it. Um, even if it's enough to pay for classroom supplies for an entire elementary school for years to come. <laughs> Sam wasn't happy. <laughs> so he called San Mateo County Sheriff Carlos Bolanos. They know each other. Okay. Uh, Sam was a wealthy donor and also a personal friend of the sheriff's brother. Sam wanted the sheriff to organize a raid against fiberglass freaks and arrest the owner, Mark Racco. A raid. Yeah. Why? Because <laughs> they didn't have his Batmobile. That's why. Kick in the door. Bolanos was like, okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. This, this move was unprecedented. He's like, my boys could use some practice. <laughs> Bolanos had never sent a team out of state to investigate a nonviolent crime before. Yeah, it's kind of, well, whatever. I'm yeah. not going to get into jurisdictional and, laws. And Rackup faced two felony charges, obtaining money by false pretenses and diversion of construction funds. <laughs> okay. So July 19th, 2022, the San Mateo County Vehicle Theft Task Force Located in sunny California. The freshly minted San Mateo <laughs> vehicle task force. Anyway. They sent a San Mateo lieutenant, a sergeant, and two deputies to Cass County, Indiana. Mm -hmm. That is not located in San Mateo County or sunny California. No, not even in California. No. Yeah. Uh -huh. Zarin, yes. close your eyes. Oh, I want yes. you to picture it. You are a Cass County, Indiana sheriff's deputy. Oh, no. You've been assigned as liaison to a bunch of California cowboys out to raid Fiberglass Freaks, a local business with which you are slightly familiar. You are there to arrest shop owner Mark Rackop and extradite him to California. You show up in your usual uniform. The sheriffs from San Mateo County look like they're there for a cornhole tourney. <laughs> Man buns, backwards baseball caps, jeans, mirrored sunglasses. They're a different kind of cop, you guess. You lead the convoy of cars down Erie Avenue and glide to a stop on the side of the road. You never realized it, but this block looks like it could be in a Batman movie. What look to be abandoned brick buildings that once housed small manufacturing line the road. You have your eyes on a white brick building with a line of black trim running across the top. Fiberglass freaks. The street is silent, save one songbird and the fir trees out front. You and the team head to the gravel driveway that wraps around the back of the building. You pass an acid green Dodge Charger. This must be the place, you think. That or a recruiting office. The San Mateo guys are ready to charge in, but you hold up a hand. You knock on the door. A large, genial man answers. You hold up a warrant, and the rest of the guys barge in by you. 
You look past the proprietor and you see an incredible workshop, at the center of which sits a black Batmobile, just like in the old 60s TV show. And beyond that, more Batmobiles. A solitary tear runs down your face. You've never seen anything so beautiful. <laughs> Rakob's shop was searched that day, and two files were seized. He was taken back to Cass County Sheriff's Office facilities, but was neither handcuffed nor incarcerated due to his health. Rakop said, quote, They showed the warrant saying that they were here to seize anything to do with his car. So I thought, oh, they're coming to pick up his car, which is right behind me, by the way. I thought I was going to have to move my other Batmobiles out of the way to be able to let them take his car. His other Batmobiles. Uh, Bolanos detailed the raid, the ensuing search, and the level of involvement from the Cass County officer in a four-page internal memo. Bolanos wrote that his deputies, quote, did nothing wrong, and I stand with them and support them. Of course. You know, I mean, you sent them there. You better. He goes on further to say, quote, while it is true that I ask that this case be investigated and I am acquainted with the victim, (laughs) as I am with many residents of San Mateo County, I would make the same request of our investigators whenever a potential crime of this nature came to my attention. Sure, I San would, Mateo Sheriff Joe Arpaio. I, I totally believe you. I would love to see that. There are no. a lot of people that I think would prove that wrong. Uh, so later, the owner of the of Fiberglass Freaks, he learned that his bank account was frozen and that a warrant had been obtained for his Gmail, contacts, and photos. Damn. He said, quote, I was horrified. I've never gone through anything like this ever before in my life, and I'm on the side of good. As a Batman fan since I was two years old, this was a completely opposite side. I love 66 Batman, and Batman has always stood with the law. Oh, wow. Yeah. Later the same month. Breaking this poor nerd's heart, making him <laughs> be on the wrong side of the Batman. He does incredible stuff. Like, it's wild. Oh, I bet. I made. bet, yeah. So, if they gave him the imprimatur of D.C., I'm sure his oh, work yeah. is phenomenal. Yeah, it's super meticulous. San Mateo County District Attorney Steve Wagstaff dropped the charges Uh, following further investigation. He explained, quote, the Batmobile case fell into the category of cases that should have remained in the civil court, (laughs) which obviously. Wagstaff stated that he had no idea there were any plans for officers to go on a cross-country trip to stage a raid. What's interesting is that Wagstaff was actually the first person Sam approached for assistance with his (laughs) Batmobile issue. (laughs) Wagstaff is the referee for an adult basketball team that Sam plays on. Huh, shocking. He also, Sam also made a $1,000 donation to Wagstaff's re-election campaign. No. And Wagstaff's department ended up declining the case, and that was the last Wagstaff heard of it until he returned from vacation and learned that everything had blown up. (laughs) So he was like, no, 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 I know you gave me money, I know we shoot hoops, but no, no, and then he comes back from vacation. Like, darn it. When asked about public concern over his favoritism that was shown, uh, Wagstaff said, quote, I do respect that concern, but in terms of my office, I know whatever decision was made, right or wrong, it wasn't done because of who the victim was. Everybody deserves to be treated the same. That's what we strive for here. And I'm sorry there's an image out there with the public that that hasn't occurred. So he's mad that people, or he's upset that people are upset. How dare you? He's like, I'm really disappointed How dare that you, everybody sir? is so upset. Mm-hmm. This is a travesty. And I treat everyone like this. Everyone That's knows. why the courts are so backed up in San Mateo County. Yes, I'm... <laughs> County Supervisor Warren Slocum, quote, respectfully disagreed. <laughs> I bet. He said, quote, it seems like, and I don't have all the facts, that there are two systems of justice here, one for a wealthy connected person and one for everyone else. Oh, you think? Yeah. I might even go three or four systems Warren, are you new here, Warren? <laughs> uh, there's this investigative reporter here in the Bay Area, Dan Noyes. Yeah. N-O-Y-E-S. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been at it for ages. He irritates a lot of people. 
Um, and he also gets like a dog on a bone with stories. Oh, I like that in a reporter. He was all over the Batmobile case. Yeah. <laughs> that was his cross. He was the one who broke it. Okay. Oh, nice. So Dan Noyes, ABC 7 News, he was the one who told uh, Rackop that his case was going to be dropped. He got to break the news to him. Hmm. Noise all up in the business. Uh, Rackup said, quote, holy cow, Dan, what a relief. <laughs> this has been a 10-week nightmare, and it's finally coming to a close. <laughs> the holy cow, Dan, is not, uh, right? well played, sir, well played. All told, uh, six months was spent on investigating. Over $10,000 was spent on traveling to Indiana for the raid. Hmm. And 55000 to pay reti- retired Judge Winifred Smith to write up a 47-page report on the whole thing. Wow. Fifty-five grand. This is what the judge said, quote, ensuring the appropriate expenditure of public funds should always be of the highest priority. Dude, yo, give me $55,000 and I'll write a bunch of sentences like that. Judge Smith. <laughs> a grand a page a little more. I mean, dang. <laughs> she said that the sheriff's office's actions, while not illegal, were not a practical use of county resources or taxpayers' money. And she also argued that Bolanos's one-on-one interaction with Sam for Sam's complaint mm-hmm. and admission that concerns from those he didn't know uh, were rerouted was indicative of unequal access and treatment to county residents. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. So this is what Dan Noyes had to say. Quote, the raid and the fraud charges against Rackop, which were dropped after my reports, should never have happened. Your public money paid for the trip last week by the sheriff's investigators. Four round-trip plane tickets, three nights of hotels, meals, rental cars, and a lot of overtime. That's the thing, is that they're on the clock that whole time. I I was surprised at $10,000. I thought it'd be more expensive to send him to Indiana, to be quite honest. Yeah, well, I think that that's just like the flights and the meals and what have you. Yeah, the per diems and stuff. Now, I think what we can all agree, and Dan Noyce would want us to agree, the real Batman of this story is Dan Noyce. Oh, completely. He's... (laughs) He's noise. Um, so this is what Dan Noise did. Mm-hmm. He tried to reach out to the sheriff, but the sheriff never called him back, never responded to any texts that Dan Noise sent to the sheriff's personal cell phone. Oh, yeah. No, they, so cops good. love not answering journalist questions. It's, <laughs> like, it's like a kink for them. Well, then Noise, he decides, you know what? I'm going to go to the retirement party for Bolano's second in command, like the second. Oh, smart. In, yeah. I like it. And then, um, but they get there and Bolano, the the sheriff, he's out of town for a month-long vacation. Oh, so oh, interesting. This is what uh, someone named Lieutenant Allen said, quote, I'm not in charge of his travel calendar or his schedule. So everyone's like, hey, look, this has nothing to do with me. And then it turns out Bolanos loses the election, leaves office in January. Oh. Yeah. Noise was, however, this able to contribute to him losing the election. Do you think all this uh, weird press? I, I mean, this got to uh, be gotta a vote be of no confidence. Yeah, Noise got in touch with Sam though okay. while Sam was vacationing in Greece. Mm-hmm. Everyone out here going on vacation, I'm telling like you, wouldn't believe. Uh, when he asked Sam, when Dan Noise asked Sam about the Batmobile, he said, "Quote: I'm dealing with someone privately on that." And Dan Noise said, "Who's that?" And Sam hung up on him. It's like Wozniak. Click. <laughs> um, Per Rackup, the business owner, he said his business suffered an estimated $350,000 loss, and it also took a toll on his mental health. I bet. Quote, because of this, I see a sheriff's car go past, I freak, even just for a moment. You know, it might only be 30 seconds or maybe even 15 seconds, but that's not me. So this is like the new Joker origin story? Totally. He used to like be filled with bubbling pride and happiness when he saw a sheriff's cruiser. And now you he died. You made me the villain. <laughs> exactly. And he's building these cars. Yeah, What's he going to build next? Um, but Rackup does give all credit, thanks, and praise to Dan Noyes. I'm telling you. The real Quote, Batman. 
Thank you so much, Dan, for what you've done. If you had not followed through on those whistleblowers, if you hadn't believed them, this case would have continued and I would have had been in San Mateo on Friday morning. And I thank you so, so much. You never want to be in San Mateo on a Friday morning. <laughs> Hell I mean, no. T- <laughs> As of March 2023, Rackup was still, he was making progress on other Batmobiles. He has nine (laughs) others that he's working on. Okay. But Sam's Batmobile, Batmanbile, is three and a half years away from completion due to, quote, difficulty obtaining parts. So he's still waiting. (laughs) This is what he said, quote, I cannot believe that it's taking sometimes up to a year to get a chassis and it's taking six months to get a drivetrain. It's really crazy. It's wild. I can't believe that. So, Zarin, what's your ridiculous takeaway? I don't have a Batmobile of my own. I mean, <laughs> apparently they're just handing these things out. Let's All you have to be is one. a ridiculous criminal. So yeah. I, I want one. Well, you, as you 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 herald the stories of ridiculous criminals, you sh- you're entitled to a Batmobile. Could we get a sponsored Batmobile? <gasps> like Let's a ridiculous Batmobile. Let's do it. We'll work on that. And I'll just go around doing crimes until Batman can find me. I'm yes. like, I stole your whip, bro. That's how you get to meet Batman. You do yeah, have crimes. You steal his car. That's how you get to meet him. That's Oakland that. style, son. <laughs> Welcome to the town. You just go bipping a Batmobile. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is all I have. Uh, you Batman can... left his luggage in the Batmobile. <laughs> I got it now. Who got the extra Batman suit, son? Sorry, I'll stop. <laughs> you can find us online at RidiculousCrime.com. Mm-hmm. We have uh, t-shirts if you're into that sort of thing, mugs. We, it's just limited edition merchandise. It's yeah. constantly changing, but you got to get them while they're there because they're not going to come back. Yeah, they're hopping and hopping out. Yeah. We're also at Ridiculous Crime on both Twitter and Instagram. Email us at RidiculousCrime at gmail.com. Leave a talk back on the iHeart app. Reach out, honey. And stay hydrated, rude dudes. Ridiculous Crime is hosted by Elizabeth Dutton and Zarin Burnett. Produced and edited by Holy Dave Kustin, Batman. Research is by Prince Bat Dance choreographer Marissa Brown and Batsuit nipple polisher Andrea Song Charpentier. The theme song is by Thomas Pow Bam Lee and Travis Riddle Me This Dutton. Executive producers are Batmobile detailer Ben Bolin and waxer of Wonder Woman's Invisible Plane Noel Brown. Ridiculous Batman, baby. Ridiculous Crime is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex-
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. <laughs> 